Hello, security people. As you can see, uh, it's just myself. Renee Smalls isn't here today, but welcome to Breaking into Cybersecurity. Today we have Jim Rimbuck, who has a very interesting, uh, did I pronounce that right? Raybuck. Sorry about that. Raybuck. Uh, <laughs> Jim Buck. <laughs> Jim Buck. <laughs> uh, who has a very interesting story. Um, coming from the military and transitioning over. And I really wanted everyone to hear this. It's kind of a, a cybersecurity entrepreneur story. It's a little bit of everything. And so let's jump right in, Jim. Uh, thanks, Chris. Uh, so a little bit about me is, so previously to joining Checkpoint Software in January 2018, uh, I'd spent uh, six years active duty as an infantry officer, uh, and then I became a reconnaissance officer for a few years. And then I had the bright idea of uh, jumping out of a really secure job as an infantry officer to trying to start a startup. Um, <laughs> terrible idea if you don't know anything <laughs> about business, but uh, through that, I found cybersecurity was uh, very complementary to a military background. Um, there's a lot of adversaries out there. You have to you have to play nice with adjacent partners. So obviously, checkpoint uh, is in a a a field that has thousands of vendors that are out there, and firewalls is a pretty saturated space now. So you have to play nice with everybody. So uh, I felt like cybersecurity was was the right way to move forward. So uh, that's a, a, a sh an abbreviated version of of how I ended up in in cyber. So. Tell me about, so life life as a reconnaissance officer, how do you think for uh, those in the military in a similar role, how those skills translate to preparing you for your cybersecurity career? Yeah, so uh, I'm obviously, so most people out there, my current role is uh, I, I help secure startups. So I go and find interesting startups in Austin area and we try to onboard them onto our uh, cloud security platform. Now, the way that ties into uh, uh, into my military background as a reconnaissance officer and infantry officer is, I I don't consider my sale, myself a sales guy. Um, I, from the military, it, it started off as a service oriented background, and mm -hmm. in in the military, you become heavily oriented towards project management. Um, it's what's the goal? What's the mission? What's the, what are your key tasks? What is the enemy situation? What is your friendly situation? What intelligence do you have? What is the commander's intent? Uh, and you, you bring all these down and you boil it into uh, a project or a mission that you have to execute against. And um, where that, where that plays into cybersecurity is now um, for most of you who, who don't have a military background, we, all missions are planned off of a five-paragraph operation order. First is situation. That situation consists of, give me, what is the environment? What is the context? Provide, provide details about what's going on. So in cybersecurity, what that is, is my first discussion with most customers is that, hey, have you heard about Checkpoint? It's more, tell me about you. Um, what, what are you guys doing? Provide the context for your business. Tell me what you're trying to achieve. Um, because ultimately, as I can gather that information and understand the field that you're playing in and, and the risk that's involved with your business, then it makes it much easier to have a flowing conversation. 
And then as we progress down this five paragraph op order, you have your situation and then that plays into uh, the mission and the mission comes forward. And ultimately what is the mission for this organization or what they, what are they trying to achieve and what are the key tasks that are associated with that? And then the third paragraph is execution. All right. How, how are we going to achieve this in a step-by-step role, you know, plan, execute, and then lastly, how do we quantify that this was successful? Um, so taking that military background and then specifically re- reconnaissance where you're assessing where an enemy's location is or, or who a high value target is, or even where your friendlies are, you're gathering intelligence at all times. Your goal is to say, Mr. Commander, Mr. Boss, whoever is the primary decision maker, what information do you need to make it a, to make the right decision? So it's not necessarily what you observe, but it's th- what you're observing as the right information. Mm-hmm. And, and then how do you pass it up uh, in a effective way? So with all that tied in with the military reconnaissance background, it's really focused heavily on gathering that intelligence, effectively collecting it and making it valuable to who you're passing it off to. It's ultimately that information has to be valuable. If it isn't, it, it doesn't really matter. Wow, just thinking about a framework that could be used from everything from sales to how you're going to tackle an incident yeah. response situation to so many different areas within the cybersecurity industry that it, it really does make you that much more versatile. Mm-hmm. And honestly, but there's there's people out there that I'll, I'll go and discuss this with where it's not only it's very much that OODA loop idea where you have a jet fighter and it's observe orient uh, in, in, in rinse and repeat, right? It's, it's a scientific method um, of observation and execute. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things the military does really well is they execute with 70% plan while most of us want to execute at 99% plan. So it's a, it's definitely helpful. It gets you moving. Yeah. Perfection is the enemy of progress. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a great quote. Um, so, as as you transitioned out of the military, how did talk to me about how you got to checkpoint? Um, yeah, how, how did that happen? Like, what was your journey along the way? I, I would love to tell you that it's a thrilling, exciting story that's filled with a a, a ton of uh, like serendipitous moments, but. To be honest, it was, uh, the course was, so I came back from deployment in 2014. I was in, in Kosovo, which if you didn't know, we still have soldiers there. Yes, they, there's still a, a big brigade there. Um, but I came back and had this idea to start a company. And as I began to understand business and, and what that looked like, um, there are, as I, as I take a step back, is there are, thousands of programs out there for military as they transition out of the military. You have project management. You can go to school. You can uh, start a business. Uh, And then specifically, I chose a program called Hiring Our Heroes, which is a program that's designed to help veterans transition into the corporate world. So I chose this organization. It's called Bunker Labs. If you haven't heard of it, go check it out. Um, especially if you're a military vet, it's, uh, it's an organization, great community for, uh, anybody who's entrepreneurial, doesn't matter what you do. It's, it's a great resource for you as you're getting out. But 
that's where kind of I branched out into this tech field because I I was I was an idiot when it came down to tech. I just didn't know a whole lot. <laughs> um, I didn't know what a VPN was. I didn't know what a firewall was, to be honest. Um, I didn't even know the difference between like a what Linux was versus uh, JavaScript. But um, as I'm transitioning out of the military, I found a program that helped transition veterans into cybersecurity. And that program is called TechBall. Um, I knew, it, so there's always, you always have to choose what skill set you're good at. And um, as much as I would love to be a fantastic developer or be a fantastic creator of code, it's just, I'm not good at it, but I am good at project management and I'm good at uh, understanding and, and moving projects forward. And sales kind of felt like it was a good opportunity for that. Mm-hmm. Even though when I used to think of a car salesman, I was like, oh, I don't want to be a sales guy, especially <laughs> coming out of the military. I'm like, I don't want to go do sales. Like this is, <laughs> what a man, I, like, and I would hate it. I hated getting called by sales folks, but then all of a sudden I was like, this is actually, if you care about it, mm-hmm. it's a, it, it can be a really impactful and fulfilling job. So come to tech world, go through the program and I go through it and I'm looking at all these other businesses that I can join. Like you have cybersecurity companies, you have um, uh, various like networking companies that are out there. And I I kept on getting called by companies that I won't name, but I just wasn't interested in working at them because I I felt like I needed purpose. I wanted to Mm -hmm. have purpose. And I felt like cybersecurity, there is clear purpose behind what you do. Um, So Checkpoint gave me a call. Uh, in November of 2017 and said, hey, we want to bring you on and we're going to throw you into a global account manager right off the roll, right off the bat. And I was like, oh man, all right, let's do this. I was like, I don't know anything about business, but I'll work my butt off uh, to make it work. So came in, started working uh, with a, one of the largest companies in the world, managing the checkpoint um, uh, infrastructure there. And man, uh that was a trial by fire. It was a lot of drinking water through fire hose, but I loved it. Um, it was, I didn't sell a thing for six months. The, <laughs> I, I, the only thing I did is listen to people. And mm-hmm. that's, that's where I think that it really helped me out is just listening and understanding, uh, kind of, kind of sales is a lot less about projecting what I want onto you. It's more me listening to say, what can I do to help? Observe and orient. Yeah. Well, some of those uh, links, if you had those for military vets that might be listening, because we'll definitely so, um, shout them out. Feel free to post them um, in the chat window. Um, but so talk talk me through drinking from the fire hose. What are some of the tactics, techniques, procedures that you use to get yourself up to speed to feel that you can make an impact in the clients that you're delivering in accomplishing your mission. Um, mm-hmm. Talk me through that process. So obviously I'm speaking mostly to folks who are uh, coming out of the military, getting, getting their first job in cybersecurity. But I also think that this applies to anybody in the profession is mm-hmm. if you're a professional, the, the whole idea of being a professional in, in any industry is growth. What are you doing to grow as a professional? Like if it's a job, then you don't really care about learning. But in my opinion, if you're a professional in something, you have to grow. And 
first and foremost, drinking from a fire hose. Thank the Lord, I had a fantastic SE. Um, he he was a teacher first, and I would say, if out of anything, if you're a salesperson and you're coming in, or you're an SE and you have a dumb sales guy like me coming in that doesn't know anything about security, get get the guy's hands on. Um, you're not gonna like. Get a guy to go provision a firewall. Go get them to uh, set up some some firewall rules. Get them to understand networking, and that's really where it started uh, for me. It wasn't it wasn't me talking about, hey, have you heard about this fantastic checkpoint product that I know nothing about? I don't know what this port is, and I don't know what's securing, but why don't you buy it from me? Versus, all right. Hey, come come set up a lab in my room. I want to know how to do this. I want to understand how to provision a virtual firewall. I want to understand what a CASB is. I under I want to understand what uh, URL filtering is to to um, like a consolidated management framework. And and that's that's what it is. Is it's ultimately if I was going to put a framework down for it for your listeners, it's learn first, spend create a plan, understand the foundation of, of, of networking and security first. That's that's the first and foremost thing you can do. And you can go to Coursera to do that. You can do that on Udemy. There's free resources out there that you can go and learn this stuff. Um, once you do that, then go talk about technology and your technology once you understand it. Um, and that's and put a plan for it. Don't just go out and, and do it arbitrarily set a goal, set a date, put some key tasks behind it and set like no later than this date, I will know how to set up a firewall. I will know how to set up a, uh, a virtual firewall. So that's, that's what I would recommend to anybody who's, who's going in for my position. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like mentorship from your sales engineer, SE, as you mentioned, was very critical for you. Um, from yourself outside of the hands-on experience that he put you through, you mentioned Coursera and the self-study. Um, are there, what was your process in figuring out what you needed to learn to be successful in your role? So in, so the military is kind of funny place, right? Um, if, if you aren't familiar with the military, the way that it's set up is you have, an officer, you have a 22-year-old young man, very young man, comes in, and now he's in charge of 40 soldiers. And those soldiers range from the age of 18, from a private, to his platoon sergeant, who might be in, might have been in the Army for up to 20 years. So you're, you could be working with somebody who's been in the military for up to 20 years, and you're brand new, right? So... And, and this is also a, if you know Tim Ferriss, he also speaks of this. He talks about instead of going out and trying to navigate waters on your own, it's go ask the questions, go, go ask your SE. And, and as an infantry officer, as I joined the military, I went straight to a platoon sergeant. I said, what do we need to do to be successful here? I want, you're the backbone of the military. Like, and, and that's a really good analogy for cybersecurity as well is the backbone of the military is the NCO. You go speak to any general officer in the army and you say, the NCOs are our backbone. This is who they are. This is what they do without the NCOs. This won't work. And it's the truth. 
And the truth is about cybersecurity or a vendor is that without the SE, the SEs, the sales engineers are the backbones of any vendor. If you do not have their endorsement and you don't ask their opinion on things, I don't think that as a sales team, you'll be effective unless you have like the most amazing technology. That's like, as we say, like changing the entire industry or disrupting everything. Uh, but that's, that's my opinion on it. Like it is going, the, there's only one step that's required is going and asking somebody who's been there, what they've done and what they recommend. Cause then they can tell you the rest. They can tell you steps two through 20. Mm-hmm. That very first step is to go to them. And so now that you you're in the role, how, how do you keep up with the ever-changing industry, what do you do to keep yourself at the top of the game? Do you go to conferences? Do you sell, continued self-learning? What's your process there? Yeah, so um, I so this is what actually you and I connected on. I don't know if you remember this, but uh, I, I was like, man, I want to continue learning about this industry. And so I put together. Uh, do you have you ever listened to Morning Brew, Chris? Uh, uh, no, not no, not that I can think okay. of. Okay, if you don't. Follow Morning Brew's uh, newsletter. Sign up for it. It's fantastic. It's, it's really incredible. I, I, what it, it covers just general topics, but what it, essentially what I did is I tried to go recreate this newsletter that followed the similar path mm-hmm. where it's what are the new companies that are getting invested in? So your series A through C companies that get funding, um, who's been acquired, and then what what technologies are coming out. So mm-hmm. I, I signed up for a, an alert um, on Google. So I get a, get a Google alert every day on who's been acquired, who's been, uh, what, who's been funded. And then I go to index, index.co, and I go and research on a daily basis any news of what vendors are doing. Because in the cybersecurity space, like if, you wanna, if you're a small company, the way to, to win is to partner you got to partner with everybody because you can't do everything. So you, you got to get your point solution to fit in somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so I go and research each one of the spots and then I collect it and then I type up the newsletter and it, it seems to work. I don't know everything, but mm-hmm. um, that's, that's at least what I try to do. So, so that sounds like, is that for your, who you're targeting for startups to, um, to reach out to, or is that also for gaining recon on additional technologies, how they work, how they function, so that you can better talk to the, the evolving environment? So there's a couple of reasons why I do it. Um, so one, it, it garners social proof. It's like if you produce something, and this is why anybody does a podcast. This is why people write a book. It's It, it provides social proof. It says, this guy is researching. He's he's going and understanding the marketplace. I know my job isn't my my lane in cybersecurity isn't to be the guy who can perfectly go figure out how the next generation firewall is going to work out. Mm-hmm. My job is to better understand the landscape of what technologies are out there and where we fit in best. Um, and with that is by developing a newsletter or a podcast, you build out the social proof. That says, "Hey, this guy has researched this. He's spending time understanding that." And then uh, the second part of why I do that is it, it 
when I when I feel like I don't want to do it, it's kind of telling me that I am losing interest in cybersecurity, or that maybe I'm just not uh, my maybe I'm I'm losing the prioritization of understanding my lane. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the two main main ones. And then this, lastly, it's uh, it's fun because I'll send out an email that has this on it, and I get an email back from random people out there. They're like, "Man, this is the best." the best newsletter I've seen. Like, this is fantastic. I'm like, all right, that's great. And then sometimes people are like, I don't know how I signed up for this. Please get me off. Da, 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 da. And, <laughs> and then they yell at me and I'm like, I'm very sorry. Um, I will remove you from the list. So it's a, uh, it, it does have its twofold, but uh, I do enjoy it and it helps me stay abreast of uh, what's going on in the industry. So, so one of the things I know Renee and I talk about all the time is that there's so many different um, supporting careers under the cybersecurity umbrella, sales being one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the ways you think that outside of uh, that other military individuals can consider outside of sales that you've seen would be a great fit for them within the cybersecurity industry? That's a great question. And I think as, as you look at the security industry, and as I, I'm very young in it, I've two years now, is, is my understanding is you have this saturated marketplace, right? So you have vendor, 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 everywhere's a vendor. You go to RSA and people are like, like throwing things at you, literally throwing things out there. You're like, <laughs> hey, I'm going to throw it. Let me throw this checkpoint thing at your face and uh, maybe you'll buy a firewall for me in 10 years. Uh, but if I'm something that's really fascinating to me is, uh, and, and Jack will probably really appreciate this Jack Jones. So here's a funny story for you. I go to RSA, my first RSA in 2018. Um, I'm in San Francisco, been at checkpoint for two, all of two months. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm taking a couple of customers. I'm like, I don't know what the heck any of this stuff is, but let's, let's shoot for it. Um, but I come out of conference and I walk out to the Chipotle or walk out to the Chipotle out of one of those big old buildings, those conference centers. And I, I walk in and there's this guy behind me in an Indiana Jones hat. I'm mm-hmm. like, this guy sounds pretty, he looks pretty interesting, right? So I was like, hey, are you by yourself? And he responds, yes, I'm by myself. I was like, well, let me buy your your, your burrito. Let's Let me buy your burrito. Let's go sit down. And I and it, it ends up being one of the keynote speakers at this event, and it and it's the CEO. His name is Jack Jones, and Jack is the CEO of a company called RiskLens. And RiskLens does a quantitative study or analysis of of risk. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a really and the reason why I, I tell that story is because most people begin to think of it's always event like throw the vendor solution at it, go fix it with hardware as opposed to addressing it from a business issue is saying, okay, our business, what, what risk are we willing to assume with this specific project? So mm-hmm. you might have a breakout location and it's going to cost you $20 million to, to secure all these breakout locations. But the risk of if it's, if it's infected is, or, or, or if it's uh, like hacked, maybe it's only $500,000, maybe it's $200,000. And, and the idea is, you start measuring that risk to reward to what needs to be secured, what doesn't. And his company is addressing that through, I, I assume probably regression. 
I'm in, I'm in my MBA right now at Rice, so I'm learning about mm-hmm. data analytics, so I'm all about this right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that's a really fascinating career to get into is more on the side of as data analytics is on the rise and being a data scientist, that, that analytics portion into assessing the risk that a company can take on and then how it applies to what kind of vendor you should use is a really fascinating career. Um, I, I would, And that's more like a professional services uh, almost a risk consultant type role, um, mm-hmm. which I think it, it is a very interesting space to go into. If you're not a traditional cybersecurity expert, but you're interested in the data analytics between cybersecurity and business. So there's a, a really good book called how to measure anything in cybersecurity ah, uh, that it, it, the author, the author previously, um, did another book, How to Measure Anything in Risk Management, but he transitioned it to cybersecurity. But mm. it's it's a really good book that uh, dives into some of the false ways that our industry has been uh, measuring risk or um, trying to con- mm. uh, quantify nice. what your tr- what problem you're trying to solve and how much risk it, it poses to the organization. And it's a really good read for you to really analyze what risk you're measuring. And, and like you mentioned, um, I, I talk a, a lot about resiliency. And in order for an organization to be resilient, you have to start with that resiliency from the business mission level, work down through your people and process. And then once you've ironed those out, then you can use technology mm-hmm. to fill in any of the remaining gaps, as well as uh, other things you can do after that. But if you try with the technology way first, it, it's not going to work. And an analogy I used the other day was if you go with a technology first approach, you're, you're trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. If mm-hmm. you get the peg to fit, there's still going to be gaps around it. And that's, that's exactly what you end up with if you try to take a technology first approach. Um, and all too often individuals try to do that. There's a, so I went through this program with, now that you're talking a little bit about frameworks and processes, I, uh, so one of the things that I did as I was coming out of the military, there's another program that if you're military, you should go check out Stanford Ignite. Um, I did it in 2016 and the idea is it's business school wrapped up into four weeks. They toss you in, you go and learn from all of the professors, literally the guy who wrote the book on financial accounting, uh, is one of the professors there that teaches you how to do a PL and all that kind of stuff. But I go there and I spoke there probably uh, a month ago now. And what we did is we went over all the programs that people can use as they transition out of the military to get into business, go to business school. But one of the guys, I met a really interesting gentleman there. His name is William Young. And William, he was tasked with building out a framework for how the Air Force addresses cybersecurity at the very beginning of the development of applications, because like, like the military, the military has applications that very few people use, right? You have fighter pilots. There's how many fighter pilots in the world? I, I don't know. Like in the United States, I'd say maybe, maybe a few thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but there's very few people, but you're building these applications and these applications have an inherent risk with them. So I met with William, we had a conversation and we started talking about this idea of how he's been developing this framework where he assesses risk from the very beginning of the development cycle and measures it in, um, in some sort of regression analysis. He has a bunch of components that he throws into it, but assesses it on a, a certain level. He's a guy that I will definitely plug him in with you. He's a guy that I think that would have a fantastic conversation with you on the idea of framework development and understanding before you ever even discuss a vendor, what framework are you using? What are the processes that are, are, that are built into this? Because without that people and processes, the vendors are never going to be successful. Exactly. Or not at the vendors, I should say the businesses aren't going to be successful with the vendors that they put in place. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, we're getting to the um, the bottom of the hour, and the the last question I typically ask all of our guests: If you had one piece of advice to share with someone following in your footsteps, what would that be? That's a very good question. If they're following my footsteps, it's be eager to learn. Um, don't discount a coffee or or a lunch with somebody just because they might not be exactly who you want to meet. Um, be eager to learn and understand uh, the, the field that, or the direction that you want to go. Because if you understand where you want to be 10 to 15 years from now, it's much easier to shape what kind of programs that you want to do. It's for me, it, I was far more ADD when I pursued this. I was like, I'm going to be a business owner. Now I'm going to be a product owner. Now I'm going to be a sales guy. And, and while I've branched out and I've learned a lot in the various pieces. It's, it, it would really boil down to understand, like really look forward and say, what do you want to accomplish in this lifetime we have? It's, it's a short period because that'll help shape what you want to do, especially in a security field. Um, because an SE is very different than a salesperson. A salesperson is very different than a product person. And a product person is very different than uh, a marketing person. So that's, that's what I would recommend. Um, yeah, that's uh, definitely great advice. And I know typically when individuals come to me for coaching, the, the first question I ask them is, what do you want to do, say, in five years? And then let's start planning backwards um, to get you there. Um, but thank you very much. We're going to uh, close out the session. Um, Jim, if you have a chance, you can you can uh, type in all the links for the things that you've mentioned along the yeah. way for resources. And then those that are on demand, they would be able to come back and see those links and get access to those resources as well. Right. Uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to oh. say I can add the link right now to this massive perfect. list that I have for you. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much and uh, have a great day and security people until next time. Talk to you then. Thanks again, Chris.